0: 1 Chronicles 13. Let's look in verse 1. And the Bible says, And David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds, and with every leader. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel, If it seem good unto you, and that it be of the Lord our God, let us send abroad unto our brethren everywhere that are left in all the land of Israel, and with them also to the priests and Levites, which are in their cities and suburbs, that they may gather themselves unto us. And let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. And all the congregations said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David gathered all Israel together from Shihor of Egypt, even, un, even unto the entering of Hemaath, to bring the ark of God from Kejeth Jeream, And David went up unto all Israel, and all Israel uh, to Baalah, that is to kajath Jeream, Kajath-Juriam, we'll get there, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God the Lord that dwelleth between the cherubims whose name is called on it. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab. And Uzzah and Iho dragged the cart. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might, and with singing, and with harps, and with psalteries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came under the threshing floor of Shadon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him, because he had put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. And David was displeased, because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah, wherefore that place is called Perez-Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? So David brought not the ark home to himself to the city of David, but carried it aside in the house of Obed-Edom to get tight. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in the house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. You can be seated this morning. Heavenly Father, I pray now that you can help us for just a little while. I pray folks of mine and hearts would be settled, Lord, to focus on the Word of God. I pray that not only by the hearing of the ears, but by the hearing of the heart uh, that folk would hear what you'd have to say to them. We ask that if there's somebody here that is lost that's never been saved today, never have trusted you, that you would come by and speak to their heart and deal with their heart about being saved. And God, that they would move. And Lord, as we preach, I pray, Lord, that you'd touch and anoint us afresh. and Just help us for a little while. And Lord, just again, I ask for him and Satan from this meeting and let us be focused on the Word of God for just a little while. And we'll tell you again that we love you. Ask you for help, say that, in the table. For these things in Jesus' name we ask and do pray. Amen. And amen. Now let me encourage you today that if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, today's a good day for you to get saved. Uh, he died for you. I mean the Bible says, but God commended his love toward us and while we were yet sinners uh, uh, Christ died for us and boy he gave his life uh, so that we could be saved we sang about it uh, and Jesus paid it all that's a wonderful old song uh, uh, talking about there's nothing good uh, uh, that I have done but everything uh, uh, because of Christ amen uh, boy I'm glad to be saved today I hope you can say that Uh, From your heart today, I know that you're saved and happy that you're saved. in serving Jesus Christ. If you're, uh, you know, as the old song said, uh, uh, Jesus paid it all, uh, all to Him I owe. I uh, mean, you owe everything uh, and that to the Lord Jesus Christ today. Uh, uh, for the happiness, the health, uh, and the home that we have waiting on the other side. Uh, uh, we owe it all to the Lord Jesus Christ today. Thank God for that. And I want to come and look uh, at this scripture today. And I want to preach how the thought... Uh, uh, of doing something right uh, the wrong way. Uh, and I mean, this is what we find right here uh, uh, with David. And you have to understand what's going on at this time. David, uh, Saul has died. David has just been made king uh, uh, a few chapters prior to this. Uh, uh, all the way back in First Samuel chapter four, they had, uh, if you remember, Hophni and Phineas, uh, uh, Eli's two sons, as they went to fight the Philistines. Uh, they took the Ark of God with them and lost it uh, uh, to the Philistines. 1 Samuel five, the Philistines uh, uh, set the Ark of God in, in, in the house of their god, uh, of Dagon. If you remember, the next day he's on the ground uh, uh, toward that Ark. And they set him back up, and so the next day when they come in, God had cut the palms of his hands, uh, and his head off, and he's still uh, uh, on the ground toward the ark of the covenant. Uh, uh, and so God blamed the Philistines uh, for having that ark, so they sent it back, put it on the cart, uh, took two old milk cows, uh, hitched to that cart, said take off with it, uh, uh, and so it comes over to Abinadab's house, uh, uh, and, and according and Acts First, Seven, uh, it stayed there for. 20 years Uh, uh, and David said right here that they didn't inquire uh, uh, of the ark of the covenant all the time uh, that Saul uh, was king Uh, and so what David wants to do is he's wanting to bring the ark of the covenant uh, uh, back now if you notice number one why he wants to do this Uh, the reason I think we find uh, uh, is in verse number 3 he said and let us bring again the ark of God to us For we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. I I, I believe that David wanted to inquire of God from the ark. That ark was the presence of God. That ark was the power of God. That ark was the protection of God. And if he inquired at that, he understood that he had a good chance of, of being a good king. I don't think there's anything wrong with David of wanting to be a good king and do all that he could to do it. Can I say today, there's nothing wrong with us wanting to be a good Christian and doing all that we can to do it. Amen. Amen. Uh, and so we find right here that David, uh, uh, his reason for bringing it back uh, uh, was to inquire uh, and that of God. And by the way, the ark uh, uh, set in the holies of the holies, uh, uh, in the tabernacle and the mercy seat, uh, uh, God was upon it. Uh, and it was the place where the yearly atonement uh, uh, was made in that for Israel. Seems like none of that was getting done too much, was it? Seems like some things uh, begin to slip. If that ark was not sitting in the holies of holies in the tabernacle, then what was the what was the priest doing? You see, I mean, think about this for just a second, if we would. I mean, how were they uh, performing their sacrifice uh, uh, and that for man's sins? Uh, uh, listen, I understand that we don't have to have that today, but then uh, they did. And so reckon what was going on during that time. I think there were some things that was probably slipping. Let me ask you today. Reckon what's been slipping in our lives. I've told you this a thousand times over again. If you'll live by the Word of God. It'll make you different. And it'll make you strange to this world. And it'll make you strange to a lot of believers today. When you live by this book. But the reason he wanted to inquire of God. How many of us inquire of God? Do we talk to God about things uh, uh, in our life? Do we talk to God about decisions uh, that's got to be made? Hey, you moms and dads today, uh, uh, God, if you've got children, uh, uh, God has gave you one of the greatest responsibilities, uh, and that's to raise that child uh, in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Are we okay today? Okay, just making sure, making sure we're awake. Some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy. And I ain't even got started yet. So he wanted to bring it again because they had not inquired of God. Not yet. it. Notice what David says as he makes his request to the captains of a thousand and a hundred and he says in verse 2 he said to all the congregations of Israel if it seem good unto you and that it be of the Lord our God. So David says, if you think it's a good idea, and God says it's a good idea, we're going to bring this Ark of the Covenant back. Now, I don't know how much... I believe David, I'll be honest with you, I believe David when he said that. And I believe David done his best to inquire of God, because if you look at the next chapter, in chapter 14, when he's having to fight the Philistines, he is inquiring of God about what he needs to do. Uh, David, a lot of times, he would uh, always talk to the Lord about what he needed to do. But he took counsel. You know, the Bible said right here that he'd done what? That he talked to uh, the captains of his thousands, the captains of hundreds, and with every leader. Uh, and he said, if it seems good to you, uh, and if it seems good to God, uh, uh, then that's what we'll do. There's nothing wrong uh, uh, in taking counsel when it's the right counsel. There's nothing wrong in asking uh, 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 for, well, uh, that you can trust and that you know that he's saved. Uh, uh, and in this book, I'm on, let me say this, that there's nothing better than good counsel and nothing worse than bad counsel. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't get so prideful, I wouldn't get so prideful to think that you don't need counsel. Amen. I wouldn't get to the place that you'd say, hey, I don't need to ask anybody about this. I don't need to talk to anybody about this. I, I remember I had a young man call me one time uh, and, and he was talking about uh, taking a church. And, uh, he says, what do you think about that? Because uh, he said, where, 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 uh, where there is no council, the people fall. But I mean, a multitude of counselors are safety. And so he was calling a bunch of preachers wondering what they thought about it. And I said, son, you just need to do whatever God tells you to do. I can't tell you whether to take that church or not, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll sure enough pray for you. Think some things that your counsel's going to have to come from the Lord, but it don't hurt to ask folks. It don't hurt to go and say, hey, I'm trying to make a decision right here. I, I, would you help me pray about this thing? And if you've got any advice, I'll sit and listen. Well, that's a hard thing to do, ain't it? To sit and Listen. I'll tell you y'all, I will sit and listen to y'all. I may not always agree with what you're telling me. but If, if, if you are a faithful member here, I, I will sit and listen to what you have to say. But where there is a multitude of counselors, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, in three different verses in the Bible, the book of Proverbs, uh, uh, that there's safety. The best counsel, men you, can ever have in our life is this book. If we'll take it and open it and begin to read it and see what God has to say, I believe He'll help us every time. So David, his reasoning is he wants to require he wants to inquire of God. He wants the blessing of God. He wants the direction of God. I mean, he's just been made king. And he wants a good kingship. So he makes his request to go get it. And so then he retrieves the ark. So he goes back and he goes over to Benadab's house to get it. So in verses, let's see if we can find it here. In verse six, and David went up and all Israel to Baalah, that is to carry Kirjathjearim, which is belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God, the Lord that dwelleth between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And They carried the ark of God in a new cart. Out of the house of Abinadab and Uzzah and Ahaho draped the Now, If you go back to the book of Second Samuel, uh, you'll find out that Ahaho and Yuza were sons of Abinadab. Where that thing has sat for 20 years. Now make it a point here because they're, they're fixing to get out of order right here. Uh, and so these were sons of, of Abinadab. This is where this ark is set for 20 years. Now I don't know how they got chose uh, uh, and that to be part of this, uh, uh, carrying it back. I don't know uh, how that whose idea that it was uh, to put it on a new cart. And, and if you read, I believe it is, the book of 2 Samuel, you'll find out that, uh, that a high was out in front and used, I believe, was toward the back and that new cart was going uh, uh, with the Ark of the Covenant. And so they put it in the new cart. Reckon that would make it okay. Say, so what are you talking about? Stay with me. Now, read with me right here. Verse 8. So they got the car headed in the right direction. It's headed back toward the city of David, Jerusalem. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might, and with singing, and with hearts, and with psalteries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. As that thing was headed that way, David and all the leaders and all of Israel, as they surrounded that thing and were in front of it, I I mean, man, they were playing with all their heart. They were praising God. I don't believe that they were uh, faking this. I don't believe they were feigning it. I, I believe it was real praise as they went out. I believe they were excited uh, about the very fact that they're going to get the Ark of the Covenant back to the city of David uh, and set it up and be be able to inquire of it. And so they go out and I believe they're doing everything uh, uh, as well as they know to do it. So get it in your mind. I, I keep this thing pictured I, I, in my mind as they've got it on that card and as they're pulling it out and it's leaving Abinadab's house where it's been for 20 years I, and all the will that thing and they're praising God with all their heart. In verse 9, When they came to the threshing floor of Jadon, Yuzah put forth his hand to hold the ark for the oxen stumbled. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Yuzah and he smote him because he put his hand to the ark and there he died before God and the Bible goes on down through here it says that David was displeased with the Lord because of what he'd done but he was also afraid of God and said how can I bring uh, the ark of God home to me so he parked it over over to that house well preacher David was trying to get the ark back David was trying to Uh, Get back where they can inquire of God. Uh, David was trying. He was praising God with all his heart and with all his mind. Can I tell you that sometimes uh, God don't care about our praise. God don't care about which direction we're headed even if it's in the right direction when the start is wrong. See if you ain't got your start right then everything else is wrong in front of it. It's headed in the wrong direction. What do you mean? If, if, if we look right here go, go, go to chapter what what we 13, 14, 15. Go to chapter 15 and we look in verse 1 and David made him houses in the city of David and prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched for it in a tent pitched for it a tent then David said none ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites. For them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and the minister unto Him forever. Now skip over if you would and, uh, and go over to uh, verse 12. And said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves both ye and your brethren. That ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. Unto the place that I have prepared for it. For because ye did it not at the first, The Lord our God made a breach upon us. For that we sought Him not after the due order. Now do you see the problem that happened around? If you go back and you look in Exodus chapter 25. You'll find out that when Moses formed, when Moses made that Ark of the Covenant, made it out of shittim wood and overlaid it with gold, that the Bible said that he was to take four rings uh, and fashion to each corner of that Ark of the Covenant. And he says not only was he to fashion them four rings on the Ark of the Covenant, but then he was to take stags, uh, wooden stags made out of shittim wood, overlay that in gold, and it was to slide through uh, uh, and those rings that was made of the Ark. And then the Bible said that the Levites uh, uh, were to bear it on their shoulder. God hadn't changed his mind because David put it on a new car. Did you catch that? Let me say that again. God didn't change his mind because David put it on a new car. Does not matter what you want to do. When you get out of the order of God, uh, God ain't changed his mind. Don't matter if we're trying to accomplish a good thing. Uh, when we're doing it out of order, uh, it don't matter. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So I think some of you are getting this this morning. I had a fellow tell me, when he went to go do some, some mission work uh, uh, up in New York. And he said, you know, uh, we have to uh, approach that mission work up there a little different. I understand. Not everybody's the same as we are here in the South. I understand that. Uh, but let me say this, the message can never change. The message can never change. And let me say this, you can't catch anybody uh, uh, with wrong bait. Did you know that? When Jesus said, I'm going to send you forth and make you fishers of men. I, uh, he's talking about trying to win souls uh, and that into Christ. Uh, and he was telling me about how they had secular music uh, over here to draw people in. And I'm sitting here thinking, I don't think God works that way. Now I know, I know that he works, he told his disciples to be, uh, what was it? To be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. I'm not sure that, that, that trying to attract people with something worldly over here uh, uh, and then going we'll to try to present them with the Lord Jesus Christ over here. I'm not sure God's in that. I'm, I understand you. I, I don't think God has to use the world uh, uh, to promote His message. I mean, He's got the Holy Spirit uh, uh, and His people out there that can move hearts. We think sometimes, uh, We think sometimes that we have to do the work of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do the work of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm going to say this again, but for y'all that don't know this, a, a lot of times, I, I will just, I'll just sing at least two verses in the invitation and try to mind God about what I need to do after two verses. But I've I learned this, that I'm not going to drag it out because if the Holy Spirit can't get you here in one or two or three verses, chances are you ain't coming. Right. And, and me begging and pleading, ain't going to help none. If the Holy Spirit can't get you here, if He can't work on your heart, I know I can't. But a lot of times people want to do things their way. And still try to serve God. What's going on right here? David is bringing the ark back. He wants to bring it back, but he's brought it back the wrong way. Uh, and so after it's said over at Obed-Edom's house... For three months. I don't know if God spoke to him. I don't know if the Bible don't really tell us. I don't know if David went and searched out the law. I, but he said this, he figured it out, and he said, none ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites. That's who God had appointed. God hadn't changed his mind. It's 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 like who who's the pastor of the church? I, I, the pastor is. Hey, there's a lot of folks sitting in the congregation that wants to pastor the church, I, I, but the pastor's to pastor the church. Hello. Amen. Uh, I, I, let, let me say this. Sometimes uh, we, we, can do right. uh, uh, we, we can do right, but we do it with the wrong motive. This is something that I worry about in myself. And what I mean by that is, is there, there are certain times that I've stood behind this pulpit and preached messages And I've got to be careful of my motive of why I'm preaching what I'm preaching. It'll be a good message. And it'll be the right message. But if my motive ain't right, it won't work. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Take your Bible. Hold your place in 1 Chronicles. But take your Bible and go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We find about charity. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that love in action, you know. Paul said, Though I speak, verse 1, 1, Corinthians 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sound of brass or tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains... And have not charity, I am nothing. Can I, can I park right here and talk about this for just a second? He said, though, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries. Uh, he, he said, and all knowledge. He said, if I understood everything, if, if I understood everything in this Bible and knew what it meant, and could expound on it. And then he said this, I, 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 and have all faith. So that I could remove mouth. You remember what Jesus said? If we had the faith in the grain of a mustard seed, we could say unto this mountain over here, Be thou removed into the sea, and it would get up and be removed to the sea. And so Paul says, If I had that kind of faith. And he said, If I knew all of the prophecy and all knowledge, he said, and if I knew the but he said, But if I didn't have charity, he said, I am nothing. I want you to look at verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, is that not the epitome of charity itself? Think about it for just a second. What we consider charity. He said, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, what better charity could you have? Right? I mean, do we not consider that charity today? I to give to the poor? And then he said this right here, and he said and he said, and "Give my body to be burned." So he's going to sacrifice himself, and he said, and "Have not charity, it profiteth me nothing." I think Paul's talking about his motive that drives him. His love for people and his love for the Lord and you can go on down how he talks about charity suffereth long and is kind charity envieth not charity vauneth not itself is not puffed up does not, does not behave itself unseemly That's uh, talking about indecent or unbecoming seeketh not her own is not easily provoked thinketh no evil rejoiceth not in iniquity but rejoiceth in the truth beareth all things believeth all things hopeth all things endureth all things charity never faileth. what's that got to do with the ark and doing things right when our motive is wrong. We can come into the church and sing a song and sing a good song and sing it right, but our motive be wrong. Uh, I had a conversation with a fellow the other day, just a quick conversation on spot, doing things out of spot. You know, I could preach out of spot. There's the message, I'm scared. But I could if somebody made me mad. I've seen preachers do that over the years with their congregation, with people in their congregation. See, I have to be very, very careful because there's sometimes I know what's going on in your life. There's sometimes I know that. How do I know that? Sometimes you tell me. It's no secret. You've told me what's going on in your family. You've told me all the problems that you're going through and all the uh, aggravation that you're having and all uh, all that's coming in. And so then then the Lord sends me a message and I'm going, well, is that me or is that you? David wants to go get the ark, but he goes about it the wrong way. I think David's motive was right. But he was out of order. I mean, is that not what he said? He said, For because you did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. The due order was the very fact that the priests and the Levites was to be there, the Levites was to carry all them spies that slid through the ark. That was the order. Sometimes people get out of order in church. They do. Things get out of order. I I mean, some of you just wonder why I am the way that I am. I like to have things in order. Now, I don't don't want to dismiss God and and what He might want to do. Don't don't misunderstand me. But I do believe that He has an order. And I believe we can find it in this book right here. So you know what David does? does. You look in verse 15. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon, as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. And David spake to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers with instruments of music, psalteries and harps and cymbals sounding by lifting up the voice With And you can go on down through here. and I I mean, he appointed the song leader because he was skilled in it in verse 22. And they brought the ark of God out with joy. And the Lord helped the Levites. If you look in verse 26, and it came to pass when God helped the Levites that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. In two chapters ago, God, God done what? He brought a breach against them because their order was wrong. But when they got their order right, and and they got things headed in the right direction, the way God wanted it, God God done what? God helped them. You want God to help you in your life for Him, you've got to get it headed in the right direction with the right order. Am I making sense today? Okay, just making sure. I mean, I know this is a great Mother's Day message. But I mean, he wanted to help them. And he did because they got those things right. If you go back and you look, you'll find that the priests and the Levites in verse 14, they sanctified themselves. In other words, they set themselves apart. They got themselves ready uh, to do their job. Let me ask you this Sunday school teacher. Did you pray and study this week? Get ready to teach Sunday school? Or... And I believe that our Sunday school teachers do. I've sent in on their classes. But there there are some people who will teach a class. And I I don't believe it's here. I really don't. I'm not going to beat up on our Sunday school teachers. Because I believe they do that. I believe they study and get ready. But there are some teachers in Sunday school that uh, they they just going to go in and and try to do the best they can. Well, you think God's going to bless that? I don't think so. I think you need to spend some time praying and, uh, and seeking God and that He might come by and help. I, I mean, before I preach, y'all know me, I don't, I don't really like to re-preach messages uh, that much. But I mean, man, I saw Him and prayed to Him over this thing right here to make sure this was the right message. So, here they come and God has helped them. And so in verse 27, David was clothed with a robe of fine linen and all the Levites that bear the ark and the singers. And Chenah the master of the song with the singers, David also had upon him an ephod of linen. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the cornet and with the trumpets and with the cymbals making a noise with psalteries and harps. And so it gets over there to the, to the tent that David made. You know why it got there? Because they done it after the order of God. They done it after the order of God. Let me ask you something today. Are you serving God like you're supposed to be serving? Are we we ordered by the Bible like like we should be? Or are we just trying to do things the way we want to do things? I mean, there, there are a lot of people that... I won't say a lot. There's some... That, that go out and witness, and they try to win folks to Christ for the very fact that they say that they want somebody to Christ. Witnessing is not so that we can get the glory out of it. Witnessing is so that He can get the glory out of it. He said, Glorify your Father. What was it? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It has nothing to do with us. Order. God's got a way that He wants to do things. He's got a way that He wants you to do things in your home. He's got an order to your home. You realize that, don't you? He's got an order uh, to this church. The way He wants to do things. He's got an order in in how that we're to serve Him. You say, God's got a a uh, that We're we're not walking a tightrope in serving Him, but, but He had laid out how He wanted things to be done. And He's done the same for us. He's laid out things for us. Was it Bob Jones Sr.? I don't want to misquote this. I believe it's Bob Jones Sr. that said something to this effect uh, Don't ever do wrong to get the chance to do right. And I think sometimes we set ourselves up for failure. In our Christian life, because we don't talk to the Lord long enough or search him out long enough to see how he wants us to do in serving him. Don't 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 do something right the wrong way. Seek God and follow Him and serve Him the way He wants you to. Let's bow our heads this morning.